Hello everyone, this is Naya Swami Devi, and I'd like to offer you some additional thoughts on this week's blog, Attitudes for a Better World. This was hard for me to keep it as short as I like because there's so much to be said. So this uh, additional sharing gives me the opportunity to add a little bit more to what was written. I want to touch on these five points that we talked about as attitudes that can improve your life, that have worked in building community, and that can really help uh, bring greater harmony and higher consciousness into the world. The first one is working with energy and fluidity. We see the world around us now in conflict because people are trying to hold on to past forms, past national identities and religions and things that really were brought about in, a, in Kali Yuga at a time of more fixed consciousness. But a new kind of energy is emerging. And that isn't to say that religions will be thrown aside or that national identities will be lost, but more that we can see that these are not in opposition to each other, that they are all an expression of multifaceted of the way people would like to live. So each religion, each culture, each nation has something to offer of value to the world. And we, when we stop trying to dominate and say only one form, one expression is right, the more all of society will be uplifted. <clears throat> so <clears throat> in your daily life as well, look at how you do things. Look at a broader perspective and how you could do it that is in a flow of energy and in new ways. I think really what's trying to happen in the world now is a new global civilization is trying to be born and we can be part of uh, give, helping to give birth to a new unified global world. And a part of this is the second point, seeing the unity in diversity. One of Master's uh, missions in his mission statement was to show the underlying unity of all religions, different expressions, and but the same truths. And when one of the things I mentioned this in the blog that I enjoy so much about living in community is that you're forced to adapt your position, which we're all so convinced we are right and the way we see the world is so clear and so correct. But there's so many different ways to see it. And the more we can embrace other people's opinions. I had a dream once, which was quite humorous. In the dream, I was having an argument with another woman who lived at Ananda. And of course, in my dream, I was right. My opinion was better than hers. And then into this little scene walked a third person, another woman that lives at Ananda. And she looked at me very deeply and said, you know, Davy, you're not always right. And I woke up with a sense of being kind of incensed, like, wow, can't I even be right in my own dream? But no, you can't. You're, what you need to turn your mind to is truth, not opinion even your own opinion. So always look for the truth that in people's points of view 
and if it has validity then and it has more validity than your own, then be willing to cooperate and embrace a greater reality. It's so freeing. I, I've seen it happen so often at meetings at Ananda, and it just is thrilling. And then the third point we talked about was simple living. And just look at your life. Look at the clutter. Look at the things. Oh, I can't live without this. I can't live without that. Try a little experiment, something that you're, think of something, some possession you have and that you feel, oh, I can't possibly live without this. And try for a day. I'm not saying even a week or a month, but one day to live without it. And just see what happens. See, oh my gosh, it didn't make all that much difference. But simplicity of living helps us spiritually so much because the more uncluttered our lives are with things and uh, possessions and goals, even outward goals, the more we can interiorize our consciousness and tune in to what, why we really have incarnated in this life. The fourth point is developing strength and flexibility. These are, and I combine these for a reason because there's all different kinds of strength, but strength that can become just rigid and fixed. But if strength is adaptable, so look in your own life, use the inner strength within you and conviction and commitment, but adapt to the realities around you. Don't say, you know, start marching in one direction. You know, so often people say to me, well, God told me to do this. And maybe he did. And maybe it was just your own subconscious promptings. But he didn't necessarily say, do this forever, therefore. Always be asking the question, God, what do you want? There is a beautiful poem, Prayer to Man by Master. I will reason, I will will, I will act, but guide thou my reason, will, and activity to the right end in all things. So call on God, use your willpower, but then adapt. And finally, <clears throat> faith and self-offering. To look at whatever happens in life, even things that seem scary or threatening, and just say, God, I have faith that your hand is in this, that you will guide me through, guide my little ship of life through the stormy waters that I see ahead of me. And then we quoted this beautiful <clears throat> quote from Master in which he says, uh, you should you know, meditate with concentration, but then to meditation at devotion, and then to devotion at self-offering. Because meditation and concentration alone can become uh, just really ego-affirming. I've seen this in people. I'm going to meditate eight hours a day, but they just strengthen their sense of ego. If you add devotion, Lord, I love you. I'm doing this to please you. That softens it. But even devotion has the I and thou relationship. There's a separation. And so Master finally said, and balanced devotion with self-offering, where the individual soul offers himself up to the divine and merges with it. So, friends, I hope these thoughts are helpful to you and that we can all join hands in helping to create a better world. God bless you.